curly-faced Rue, we welcome you. Okay, today I have Ruby again on my podcast. Cleo would have come, but she can't really sit still that long. Anyway, welcome to episode 23 of Dragonfire Books. Today's book is the Kieran Mullet in the Kingdom Beyond series by Sayatani Desgupta. The first book was published in 2018 in February, and the most recent one on June 1st, 2021. The books in this series are called The Serpent's Secret, The Game of Stars, and The Chaos Curse. In addition to those books, the most recent one is called The Force of Fire, which focuses on a different character. Yeah, and I think it's my favorite so far. It's re- it was really good. I liked it. I read the first three a couple of years ago, like when I when I was just using my mom's Kindle. But then I got them again on my Kindle, and I don't have them in, like, actual books. Which is why I can't tell you how many pages are in the first one and all the other books. The story is about a girl who finds out she is an Indian princess, the daughter of the moon, and the evil serpent king, Sasha. When a Rakosh, a demon, takes her parents, she is taken to the kingdom beyond seven oceans and thirteen rivers in another dimension where, like, demons and ghosts and all sorts of monsters exist. That's just what I would say if, like, someone asked me to do a two or three sentence summary. Some of the main characters are Kieran Mallory. Um, She's the protagonist and narrator. But then there's Tuntuni, a.k.a. Tuni, who's this little yellow bird that delivers poems to help with class and stuff. Tuni has, like, a... Um, he loves telling bad jokes, such as, What do you call a bird? I quote, Something cheap. What happens in the first Kieran Mala books is, like I said with the first one, and then, like, the main antagonist is Kieran Mala's own father, the Serpent King, Sasha. In the second book, The, the Game of Stars, um, so there's, like, this new game show hosted by the Kingdom Beyond government and also Sasha. And whoever, um, whoever wins gets this stone that, like, creates precious metals. And in the third book, one of my favorites, it's, like, the final battle. So, um, what's weird, though, is that the fourth book, take, The Force of Fire, takes place before the other books. So, it's a prequel, not a sequel. So, like I said, one of my favorites. Um, it has, like, this thing happening where, like, different stories from different cultures are overlapping. But, yeah, I think we're gonna do the beginning of the book again for, um for this um for this episode because i i don't think i'm gonna do like my favorite parts of the books anymore because if i do that then it'll give away some stuff and yeah it just won't be that fun to read when you actually get to reading it but okay let's do the excerpt chapter one a monster visits suburbia the day my parents got swallowed by a rakosh and whisked away to another galactic dimension was a pretty craptastic day. The fact that it was actually my twelfth birthday made it all that much worse. Instead of cake, our presents are a party. I spent the day kicking demon butt, traveling through time and space looking for my family, and basically saving New Jersey, our entire world, and everything beyond that. Not that I didn't have help, but I'm getting ahead of myself. I'll tell you that part soon. First, let me back up a little. My life pre-Rakosh incident had been pretty ordinary. I spent most of my time at school, hanging out with my best friend Zuzu at our family's diner, and helping out at my friend's store. There was Zuzu's grandma's spanakopita, and, and Baba's so- and stockroom inventory is doing homework and avoiding my next-door neighbor slash arts nemesis, Joby, and her giggly gang of popular girls. Regular old sixth-grade stuff. Nothing that really prepared me for interdimensional demon slaying. 
I guess Ma and Baba had tried to warn me in their own goofy way. Ever since I was little, they told me the stories about Rakosh, these carnivorous, snot-trailing demons who like to speak in rhymes while chopping on innocent villagers. Ever heard of Jack's Giant, the one who wants to grind Englishman's bones to make his bread? Well, add some horns, fangs, and talons to Mr. Fee-Fi-Fo-Fum, and you're getting close to picturing Rakosh. But no matter how real giants or demons or goblins seem in stories, nothing can prepare you for seeing one on your doorstep, right? But that's exactly what happened to me on my 12th birthday, which, because fate clearly has a sense of humor, also happens to be Halloween. I always hated having a Halloween birthday. When I was younger, it was because everyone was so busy gearing up for trick-or-treating, but usually forgot it was my special day. Where still, my parents never let me hide behind a superhero or monster mask. No matter how much I liked, I tried to be like every other witcher zombie or caped crusader in the neighborhood. My parents always had other ideas. Maybe this year I could be a pirate, I suggest, hobbling up some scarves and gold hoop earrings. Or a ghost, I'd bet under an old bed sheet. But every year, my parents insisted on the same costume. A costume made me stand out more, not less. Darling, piece of the moon, you must be an Indian princess, they would enthuse. You are, after all, a real Indian princess. And here's a single day that you can actually look like one. When I was in first or second grade, the other kids thought the shiny silk saris my mom, my mom wrapped me in on Halloween were cool. They believed them when I told them the bangles and necklaces I, I wore were made out of real emeralds, diamonds, and rubies. But there are only so many years you can fool your friends or yourself into thinking you are a real Indian princess, banished from your fairy tale and hiding out in a suburban split level in northern New Jersey. No matter what your crazy parents insist, pretty soon the rest of the world starts catching on. Doesn't your dad on the Quickie Mart on Route 46? Jovi asked me one day when we were about nine. What kind of king owns a Quickie Mart? She'd been snapping her gum and tossing her perfect blonde hair and giving me this look like it was less than dirt. I wanted to disappear into the floor right then and there. When Mom had heard, she gave me some typical loopy advice. My royal daughter. Ma had sings like, none of us is just one thing. Life is a process of learning to recognize our many faces. Besides, of which, your friends are right. No king is worth his throne would own a Quickie Mart. Ba had boomed from behind your store's giant gulpy fountain. Go tell your classmates that even kings and queens have to work hard when they move to a new country. And remind them your father does not own a Quickie Mart. He owns a Royal Farms Convenience Emporium. And if they still don't believe you, Ma added from the aisle where she was restocking the meat flavor jerky, tell them we're not your real parents. Tell them you're the daughter of an underworld serpent king, and we found you when you were a baby floating in a clay pot down the river of dreams. I guess every kid whose family is from somewhere else thinks their parents are weird. But with mine, it wasn't just their language or their clothes or their food. It was something more, like my parents had never really appreciated the distinctions between fact and fiction, science and mythology, dreams and reality. But it wasn't until that fateful 12th birthday that I really understood why. That was the beginning of the four-book collection, Kieran and Mala, and the Kingdom of Beyond. Uh, I liked reading about all the fun creatures, like the Rakosh demons and the Pakiraj um, horses. On a scale of 1 to 10, I would rate it 9.5 because it could have wrapped up a little bit better than it did. Um, I did think it was a little interesting that the fourth book was a prequel to the series instead of a sequel. It was kind of, but it was fun to read because it has a lot of Easter eggs to what happens later. So, and the writing style um, reminded me a lot of the Arusha series, which the fourth book just came out on and was really fun to read. I'm still waiting for the fifth one to come out, even though it won't happen for another year. But, uh, yeah, my favorite book in the series is number four, again, and number three. Um, I think it's kind of interesting that I actually read it before 
I better need the required imprint stuff. But this author has nothing to do with Rick Riordan, even though I do think this series will make a pretty good Rick Riordan Presents book. But the thing is, it is it is a little bit of a lower level than the Rick Riordan Presents books. I would recommend this series for, I don't know, third, second grade readers. But, of course, anyone can listen to it right aloud. Before I wrap up, um, I know this episode was kind of short, but um, things have been very busy since it's almost time for school again and the summer's um, ending. But I look forward to having my next episodes, um, new books that I, that I hope I'll really enjoy. There's the, um, the finale to the trilogy, Tristan Strong. My suggestion is that if you haven't read those two books, you should start reading them now because you only have a couple of months before it comes out on October 3rd. Uh, another book that I look forward to coming out is another Rick Riordan Presents book, Pahua and the Soul Stealer. And I think Paola and Santiago and The Forest of Nightmares comes out next week, so I'm really excited for that. I just reread Paola, Santiago, and The River of Tears, and I hope I can do a podcast on both of those books. And um, another book I look, I really look forward to coming out is The Cursed Carnival and Other Calamities, which is coming out soon, I think, in October also. And some characters I'm hoping to see again in that one. It's like a collab where like a bunch of authors contribute stories to that book from the Rick Ryan Presents family. I'm hoping to see a reappearance from much beloved Gum Baby and and also since Sal and Gabby ended I wanna see um I wanna see that again too because it's probably gonna be the last Sal and Gabby thing like ever. But um yeah. So thanks for joining me today to chat about Kieran Ma and the Kingdom Beyond. The books are available in hard or soft copy from Amazon, your local library or your favorite independent bookstore. This has been a Lake Road Dragonfire Books. Thanks, as always, for listening. Don't forget to rate and review my podcast in Apple Podcasts. And you can always email me at booksatlegra at gmail.com. Peace and happy reading!